Welcome to Because and Effect, a podcast from the Winnipeg Foundation, where we talk to people about the causes that they care about and the effect that it has on their lives. My name is Nolan Bicknell. Today's episode features one of the greatest entertainers of our generation. He's an actor, an author, a singer-songwriter, and now a keynote speaker, Mr. Fred Penner. Fred Penner is gearing up for his upcoming cross-Canada tour celebrating the 40th anniversary of The Cat Came Back, released back in 1980. He joined me via video chat from beautiful British Columbia, and we talked not only about his legendary career, but also about the current media landscape. We talked about mindfulness and meditation. We talked about reconciliation and so, so much more. Our entire conversation is up on the Winnipeg Foundation's YouTube channel, so if you want to go there, you can view the conversation as well as listen. But without further ado, here's my conversation with the great Fred Penner. Mr. Fred Penner, thank you for yeah. joining us today on the on the Because and Effect podcast. It's a, a, an absolute honor to have you here. Because and Effect, that's yes, the sir. name of it, is it? Yes. I like a, it. It's I about like the, it. That's it's good. about the causes that people care about and the effect that it's had on your life. Yeah. So yeah. you've had an incredible career, for 45 plus year career. <laughs> We're going to talk about the past, but let's talk a little bit about the present and about the future. Sure. You're kind of currently working on a tour for the 40th anniversary of uh, The Cat Came Back. Tell us how the preparations are going and, and how, uh, how this tour is going to be. It's stressing me out just a little bit. Um, this is probably the the biggest tour actually that I've, that I put together or the, or the most, most in depth for, uh, for many, many, many years. We're, uh, we're, we're starting off in uh, the middle of February where we're going to be up in, in Saskatchewan, then, uh, then on Ontario and then back to Alberta and then uh, the, and, and Winnipeg date in between that. And then, uh, and then to the BC area. So it's, uh, it's going to run basically for, for two months, you know, with, with some, certainly some breaks in between, but it is going to be an intense, uh, intense run. And we're uh, working with the company Winnipeg developing a video component to it. Very cool. And uh, so I'm uh, <clears throat> just trying to figure out, actually, I've got a call this afternoon with the company to, to just see technically how this is all going to going to work out and what what uh, hardware I might require to make it happen. So there's there's some details to it that are that are um, are needing to be answered until we, we before we get on the road. So what can people if someone's seen you in the last you know four decades what can, what's new that people can expect from a Fred Penner show? I mean, as far as the performance is concerned. Um, there's, there's a, a, a variety of, of directions that I'm going on, on in this one. I mean, certainly much of the material, uh, I, I have not done for a while because it's going back to, to the early, early recordings of the cat came back and well, the, the first, the majority of the material is based on the first two albums. So people will be reconnecting. That's the idea is after 40 years, these are, these are people who grew up with me. And their and their grandparents now, and uh, so it it is always uh, a family event. So parents and grandparents and kids will will come out, which is always part of the component. It's um, I don't know how different it's really going to be. I mean, I I've I've prided myself in being consistent over my my four decade plus 
world. And that's what people seem to really uh, appreciate in my work is, is uh, f from one year to the next, they will still get my full commitment to a performance, to bringing them along on this musical journey, to, uh, to touch on thoughts and feelings and stories and, you know, things that, that do go a little bit deeper. I've, I've always appreciated uh, the, the comments that, that people bring to me about the, the that I, I do not condescend, that I, I speak directly to them through through my music and through my dialogue on stage. And, and certainly all of that will continue for this tour. I mean, you mentioned connection and reconnection. What, what does it feel like when you have some of these parents and you even mentioned grandparents who are fans of yours and are now bringing their kids and grandkids to experience uh, the storytelling and the, and, the, and the whimsy and the magic and, the, and everything that you bring on stage? It's freaking me out just a little bit. <laughs> the, it's, uh, I'm, I'm prepared for it. You know, I, I, I know what it is that I do when I'm on stage. I know how to do that, you know, with, with, um, with care and with connection. Uh, but I never realized in the beginning, certainly, that it would continue as long as it has. You know, when I think when any performer begins, the best you, you bring your your a game to the stage and hope that it connects and who knows how long that will continue uh but after i, I think the 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 delight for me is that that generation who, who linked back in the 80s in the 70s and 80s are still part of the process because they have had their children and they want their kids to have what they had so it's a very circular kind of uh, path that, that mm -hmm. has has carried me along here so i'm i'm uh, i'm 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 humbled i'm delighted i'm uh over the moon when i when i realize that i've been able to do this this job this work of getting on a stage and 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 sharing the music with an audience for for as long as I have and it apparently doesn't show any signs of really stopping <laughs> nor should it because it's an important message and I mean I'm well, I was born in 85 so I was I've there been one of fans for many many years as long as I can remember so thank you for all the years of entertainment and, and just comfort first of all <laughs> congratulations on such a well-deserved career but you mentioned something that I want to talk about is you don't condescend to kids and I think that's mm. a very important part of the the messaging is because a lot of times you know you see moms or parents or aunts or whoever being like oh hey there little guy like how are you today and it's, yeah and it's, exactly even as a child you can sense the lack of uh you know genuine interaction but you were always genuine on stage how did did you figure that out early or was that just something that kind of grew with your career um it was always there um i i, I believe that a, big part of it sort of came from my sister Susie who was born with Down syndrome and uh, and the connection that I had with her but um, whether I I, I think the, the more just there was something about the the, the, the cutesiness that mm -hmm. that never never appealed to me maybe it was the things that I grew up with maybe it was the kinds of shows that I watched or, or I mean who, who knows where any of that comes from but but personal connection was always so very important to me and 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 asking a question and talking and listening and you know responding to to the people around you um 
and and I've always been a very curious and uh, and vulnerable person. And children are curious and vulnerable. And I and I find when I when I talk to a child and ask them point point blank questions about about their lives, you know, and, and with absolute how are you, what's going on today? What's happening with you? You know, where, where what, 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 what did you do today? What is your life all about? And children want to share their thoughts and feelings. And if you encourage that, then they are, are more than willing to, you know, to tell you where, where, where they're at. So it, it, I, I like that feeling of, of, uh, of, of good, positive communication with a child. It's a curiosity, but it's also an authentic curiosity because a lot of times parents are like, oh, what'd you do today? Okay, great. Yeah. What was that like? And it's not an authentic, true curiosity about how, mm-hmm. how that day is going, right? So yeah, authenticity so. is a, a big part of your, of your presence as well. Yeah. Well, I, I hope that's true. There, there, you sort of touched on something there that I, that I, I'm, I'm, I think that's what you were saying, but I'm, I may challenge it a bit, is children are not a discriminating audience necessarily mm. Be, because they are are vulnerable because they are just trying to figure out what the world is my my pers- my thought is that if you give a child condescension and if you give them the um the the the, the, the very over the top kind of laka laka come on kids come on along with me it's going to be great the color is wonderful <laughs> if you if you give children that then they will start to think, oh, that's what it is. That's what it's supposed to be. And they will start to move away from those really sensitive parts of their being mm. that, that need to be nurtured, that, that are actually crying out to be nurtured. But if you don't go there, then, then you're, well, obviously doing a disservice to the child, but, but you're not teaching them that, communication can be really positive and gentle and and it doesn't have to be fast moving it it can be it can be it can be slow it can be more focused it doesn't you know it doesn't have to go the other direction so so that and uh the uh, often on you know in the television world they're 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 looking at you've got to give kids another hit every 15 Mm -hmm. seconds or they're not going to be able to stay with it right well i don't think that's true it's it's it comes down to if you really are in a television point of view looking at the at the camera and as as uh, as i i would do in fred penner's place is think of that camera as one child not hundreds of thousands of kids but looking at it and speaking to the to the camera as if it was the one child then the, then the listener will feel connected to what's going on, you know. So it it's uh, it gets deep and very philosophical about how important it is to to make that connection with the child in a positive manner. I think too, what's great about your that show specifically is you didn't underestimate our um, our sensibilities. You didn't underestimate our ability to connect on deeper, more important sort of subjects. And you didn't underestimate our, our attention spans, right? It was, it wasn't this crack quick, fast, always going like, here's a new angle. Here's a new thing. It was a simple show. I mean, in, in some ways, as far as production is concerned, but not at all simple in what you expected of your audience or what you 
knew that we could uh, handle, I guess. Well, th- that's, that became the, the mantra for me for forever is never underestimate your ability to make a difference in the life of a child. And that's the essence that I bring to early childhood conferences when I, you know, when I do keynote address is we all, regardless of what, uh, what path you're following in life, we are all able to make a difference in the lives of not just children, but of, of, of everyone around us. If we take that moment and, and, um, and give, give somebody in our, in, in our day to day, that, that virtual pat on the back and saying that, that was great work, Nolan, you're doing a fabulous job. You're, you know, you really are an exceptional person. And all of a sudden you, you, you feel your spine straighten a little bit. You feel, Oh, yeah okay i am i am that and uh and those those moments find a place in your being that you hold on to for for the rest of your life often and i remember teachers that i had i remember on both sides of the scale i remember some very negative things that happened with with some of my schooling and and i remember the the positive teachers who stepped forward and gave me uh, you know a, a, a message and encouragement something that that gave me a real sense of um, that, that I did have something to offer that there was a positivity in my life are those little moments what keeps you going after four almost five decades or, or like I mean you you still look great but I get tired after like one, <laughs> one event a week, you know? So how do, how, do you, how do you stay energized and keep going after all these years? Uh, well, that, that's always the question is I, <laughs> I, I, I think my, my youthful exuberance has certainly a big, you know, as a part of that. I, 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 do, I do enjoy life. You know, I, I've gone through some, you know, major life transitions over the last while. You know, I've, I've, I divorced a number of years ago. I remarried. My wife and I now have a, a property uh, where I am now here in, in, uh, on Vancouver Island. You know, I still have a, a condo in Winnipeg and I'm back with my grandkids as often as I can. Um, so life has, you know, taken, taken multiple turns, obviously, but I think that my curiosity in life continues. Mm. It's, you know, I, I, I try desperately not to, not to take things for granted, not to be complacent, not to lose that, lose that curiosity because from that curiosity is where you, is where you gain uh, some, some strength and focus and, uh, and, and just trying to figure out this insane world, and it is such an insane world. And 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 if you if you don't find a way of dealing with it on a on a positive level, then then you are going to get lost in in the maze. You know, I mean, we we have so many challenges, you know, on every every scale in this uh, you know in in this day to day trying to trying to figure out where, where the next dollar is going to come from or you know, paying, paying all the bills that you have. The, we, we are being manipulated by, by the system, uh, clearly. Um, and, and I think that it's so important to find, find your path that allows you to pull away from the insanity for a bit and, and to relax and, and to, to really appreciate and enjoy the things that, 
do touch your spirit and soul. Mm-hmm. Well said, beautiful, poetic as always. I mean, that's absolutely mm. gorgeous. Have you noticed the difference in when you're speaking with kids or parents, say, 40 years ago, what some of the anxieties were or what some of the concerns that kids had were versus when you talk to some today and what they're, what they're going through? Is, it, is there trends or is there differences? Is there things that are similar or how does that go? Well, there's always similarity because the, uh, a child is a child is a child. People have basic needs and wants in this, you know, in this life. You know, go, going down to the, 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 the United Nations rights of a child. You know, it's it's the right to education, the right to food, the right to housing, the right the right to love, basically, and that that never changes. The things that do change are the, well, obviously the technology has gone through massive transition. I don't know what that ultimately will do, to to nurturing the sensitivities of of a child. Um, I, I hope that that conversation isn't a thing of the past. I mm-hmm. hope that people do do try and and communicate in a in a positive way with the people around them um and the the material that i that i bring to the stage still relates to the same things that i always have you know to to sharing uh the the thought and feeling with with the audience uh to to bring them along so they feel like they are connected with the with the dialogue that's happening um I don't know what, uh, I think the, the bigger concerns that, that have happened now, I mean, the, the 80s was still a time of innocence. You know, when, when 9-11 came along, things started to change. You know, there was an acceleration of, of concern that happening in, on the planet. Uh, I think parents are, mm, because we hear about every disaster, every the smallest thing that's happening on the planet, we know about it within minutes. You know, some, someone dies, a war happens, uh, you know, the, whatever it is, we, we are now globally connected. And those things can completely throw us off balance because there are things that we can't do anything about that we can be concerned about, but, but they don't necessarily touch our lives directly. I mean, this is, this is getting, getting deeper into uh into a concern, but but I think parents now would would never open up the back door and say, "Go outside and play." Y- you can't do that be- because of the of the predators in the world, right? And, uh, and and the fears that if that's it, fear has now become a major concern of of certainly in North America, globally perhaps, but certainly in North America. Yeah. Fear, fear is now one of, one of the highest motivators, and uh, and it just it just warps everything you're trying to do if you're afraid of things. It's it speaks to I I struggle with this as well with technology and being so connected and so um, understanding of what's going on in the world because I just feel like we're not human beings aren't really wired to have a constant feed of typically negative uh, information into our yeah. brain right? It, it, yeah. We focus on the negative. So even, even if yeah. you get 10 compliments and one bad, bad insult, yeah. you're going to focus on the insult. So if we're getting a hundred negative news stories in us, how are we able to possibly not uh, develop depression, anxiety, and, 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 and just fear-based, um, you know, freakouts at times? Yeah. So how are you staying sane with, with all the swirliness <laughs> of, of uh, the world all around us? 
Actually, you, you reminded me of, of one uh, statement that, that somebody made a number of years ago. Remember when the mad cow disease was, mm-hmm. was rampant mm-hmm. and, it, and it was happening because the, the, manu- or the, uh, the, 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 the cattle people were grinding up beef and feeding it back to the cows. So the, the, the phrase that came out was mad cow media where the most diseased parts of society are being ground up and fed back to us and are completely perverting and, and, and destroying our life perspectives. So, you know, again, how, how do I deal with that? It's uh, hopefully much of it is based on awareness of that. I mean, mm-hmm. if, you, if you know that that is what's happening, then, then, you're, then you're a step closer to being able to handle it. Um, my wife, works uh, on, a, on, a, on a thing called MBSR, which is Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction. And it's a, it's a course that she's taken and, and has taught where it teaches people a pattern or patterns in their life that they can use to deal with the stress that they're, they're going through. I'm, I'm nowhere near there yet. You know, she's, she's much farther ahead on that, on that path. But I do touch on it once in a while. I do see the stress and I, I do see myself getting getting lost in it so I, I have to pull back you know I, I've got I, I don't have a good practice and and that's something that you know even at, at this at this point I do feel that I need and am you know am, am trying to do you know on on some some level whether it's exercise or, or, or some 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 brain patterns, uh, you know, tr- trying to alter some synapses so my so my memory is still is still clear. You know, yeah. it it it's complex. The whole thing is very complex, but it's it's all based on paying attention. Well, you're a sensitive soul. How could you not be affected in, 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 when when things like this mm. happen? I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, and it's, it, it's positive to think that there are, now mind, there are now mindfulness training in schools that are happening. And at a lot younger age, we're understanding how important that, that sense is for, for children. Yes, yeah. truly. Yeah, I was in uh, Salmon Arm in British Columbia a number of years ago playing uh, a, a batch of school performances. And uh, there was one, one uh, elementary school in Salmon Arm that we went in and, and we were performing in the, in the gym. And, uh, and, and we, we got in and set up equipment. And then at, at, uh, at nine o'clock when, when school, just before school starts, uh, I, I hear the PA system go on. And there's uh, a child, you know, maybe 10, 11 years old, who, who comes on and says, hi, everybody. You know, here we are. It's it's uh, it's it's this day of the week. It's this it's this month. It's this year, and and now now we're going to do some rela- exercises to help us relax and face the day, and uh, and and would say things like, "Oh, okay, put your feet on the floor, take a nice deep breath, you know, think good thoughts." And and this this child was helping the other children focus and get into that that zone and it mm-hmm. was it really touched me deeply to hear that happening and and i've seen that going on in you know in, in many schools along the way in in uh, schools in winnipeg they many are running with a uh, a template if you will mm-hmm. on the seven spiritual values of first nation culture so you know um and and each one relates to an animal so eagle uh, eagle is love, turtle is turtle is truth, bear is 
uh, bear is courage, wolf is humility, etc. And and you can go into some of these schools, and and that is listed. They you, you see the animals, you see what they're talking about, you understand those. Well, that's part of of the day to day process now is what what have you done today to encourage love to encourage respect um i did a tv series called tp tales through uh, through eagle vision uh dave crochane and lisa meaches and and those folks in, in town uh we did three seasons i think like dozens of songs based on those on those values a very powerful awakening of how of how deep the First Nation culture really is, and how spiritual it really is, and uh, and how many values that they are purporting that that I think need, and uh, and 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 there's a focus that really needs to happen there. It's reassuring that this is becoming more public. You know, that it was kind of a lot of times these concepts and ideas and and. Um, ways of life have been either dismissed without thought or sort of actively suppressed by different people trying to keep those cultures down right so yeah you feel reassured that you're starting to see some of this in schools and it's we're starting to get on a path towards um you know that that being in connection with your spiritual self a little bit more uh i've always been pretty deeply connected on my you know, spiritual side, you know, physical, emotional, spiritual, those are the three, three directions that, <clears throat> that we, that I need to, to maintain. What I've, what I've been seeing the last, <clears throat> over the last while is certainly with, with the, with, with reconciliation and with seeing what, what we, and, uh, and it's certainly the grand we have done to, really pervert and twist so much of, of, of our of our of our culture here in Canada and North America and how you know tribes were completely wiped out and how we we just missed missed the boat on on that world of sensitivity you know it it, it if greed had not been the prime motivator think of uh, what a glorious world this might this might be at this point uh, a couple of years ago, I, I was part of the Canada 150 um, events that they had, and one of the uh, one of the tr the treks was a, uh, a a journey that a an icebreaker called the. Yeah, you may know of this. It Sorry, called the, in, I think you cut cut off there. It was called the what? Oh, yeah, it's called the Polar Prince. Okay, it's a it's an icebreaker. That started in in uh, in Toronto, and uh, and followed you know through the St. Lawrence Seaway out to the coast, and it basically tra traced the entire coastline of Canada in 150 days. Wow! Right, and there were 15 journeys of about 10 days each, and and I was asked to be part of the St. John's Newfoundland up to Nain Labrador trek, and there were scientists and. And biologists, and musicians, and and uh, and authors, and chefs, and, and I mean, just a whole range of of, uh, of people. A couple of dozen people plus this plus the crew, and we traveled up the east coast of of Newfoundland. Stopped in these incredible little villages, and we brought the message of 
of of love and reconciliation and of of concern of, of who you are who these villagers are who basically have been uh ignored often and abused often by by the system and uh, and and to give them hopefully some sense that they are not forgotten that uh that, that we are aware of the, of the beauty and the value that that is in that way anyway so that that trek really fortified my my appreciation of uh well of of our first nation right. and indigenous peoples and uh and and just just gave me a a little deeper confidence that perhaps we are on a on a path of of a good reconciliation i'm reassured by that hearing that you have that little bit of confidence my my issue is change is slow and a yeah. lot of times so you have a bit more uh, historical context you know with that on that journey do you, you like the direction that Canada is going in when it comes to reconciliation? Do you feel assured and positive about it? Or is there still too much distance to cover? As you were saying, it is, it is slow. Um, I, I'm, I am hopeful. I, I do see modicums of positivity that happen along the way. Uh, we're, we are, we have a long way to go. Um, and and I, I I don't I don't like to think of what the alternative might be, you know it, it would it would well what what is the alternative is is not paying attention to to ourselves and to the abuses that we have um, brought into this world. It, it it's I mean it's always about trying to trying to make this a better a better place to live, a better world to live in. <clears throat> Excuse me. The uh, we were just talking yesterday about um, the difference between the and this is often a bit of a tangent, but the immigration system that happens that that is happening in North America, <clears throat> and how 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 in the states it's it I, you know you can hardly believe what is going on down there from an immigration point of view, uh, and and in Canada when when there when the immigration policy happens you refer to the people who are coming in as new canadians not just aliens or immigrants or some some distant kind of phrase but these are new canadians and we thought that that is such a beautiful welcoming <coughs> phrase excuse me <coughs> that's a, a just a, it's a lovely way to way to approach that um, and, and basically, we, we non-Aboriginal, non-First Nation people, we are the new Canadians mm -hmm. who, are, who are here trying to figure out what, what life is all about. Um, it, it's, a, it's a complex life we are, we are living, and, and, and again, it really is all about trying our very, very best to, to make this a better world. And, and losing some of the some of the greed and trying to share in an altruistic manner more with the people around us well thank you for your perspective because i know <laughs> I, I did, we didn't expect to get on to the reconciliation but I, I appreciate you your candor and your ability to talk on that and i think hopefully i mean i know that as a storyteller and as a as a songwriter and a lyricist 
words matter and the words that you choose matter. So saying new Canadians as opposed to illegal, you know, just way way things are framed so much in the media can really dictate how we feel about them. And a a lot of people know what's happening when certain phrases are used in the headline, whereas, you know, you could easily say a different way, but it's, it's intentional. It's intentionally put that way to get a reaction out of you, be it negative or emotional or fear-based or whatever. So um, just being aware of, the language that's used a lot of times in these contentious issues can, can really change the way that you view the issues themselves. Uh, that's very true. Yeah. So at the end of our time together, we do a little, a little segment called uh, just because where I'm asking the same seven questions to all of my guests. Ah, okay. The first thing that pops into your head, you can just answer it that way and we'll see where she goes. Sound good. <laughs> okay. Let me have a sip here to prep. Sure. All right. Question one. Uh, you might have answered this already with your sister, but what is the very first cause you actually remember caring about? Yeah, with my sister, certainly. Uh, she passed away in, in, uh, when she was 12 years old, when I was in my early 20s. And uh, that was a, a, a prime motivator. My, my sister passed away, my dad died a year later. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I, that turned my my path to becoming a musician actually that we didn't touch on that but so the down syndrome society has been a a huge part of my of my connection and certainly the first beautiful uh question two if money politics and logistics were no issue at all to you you can just snap your fingers and a genie would grant one wish what's the first thing that you would do in support of your current cause so it could be children or however you want to answer that my my first wish would be that the resources, the the massive financial resources that we have in this country, that they be focused on children in in the elementary years, because that's when their personalities are being developed. That's when they are are learning how to approach life. And so often the, uh, the, the, the school system, particularly the elementary school system, is being shafted by the government systems and saying, oh, you have to cut music programs, you have to cut, you have to cut. We don't have the budget to do that. The budget should focus completely, not completely, obviously, <laughs> but, but, but seriously on nurturing on a, almost on a one-to-one level, if that's needed, to the elementary school and the young child. Great answer. I love it. So bleeding into question three, what is the biggest misunderstanding or stigma about the cause of, you know, of childcare and, and what kids need growing up? Um, I think that the misconception that because children are small, because they are younger than you, that they aren't as smart as you. And I think it's the other way around. I think children are the most brilliant, intelligent creatures in the world. And then as we go along, we, we forget, we, we mislearn, we unlearn the, the true values that are there. You know, it's like the old thing, everything I learned, uh, everything I know I learned in kindergarten. Uh, there was a book years ago with that, and and I think that's true. And we we unlearn so much stuff along the way. It's uh, it's tragic. Great answer. Uh, question four: What is a time in your life where you had to pivot because a plan Plan A wasn't working out, so you had to go to Plan B? 
Uh, well, that, that was what I mentioned at the beginning is my plan A, as bizarre as it may sound, was to become an economist. You know, I, I went to University of Winnipeg. I have my BA in economics, a minor in psychology. I, I had written my civil service exams. I was in the top 10 percentile. I was going to be a, an economist with the Central Mortgage and Housing Corporation. Ow! And, um, and, and then my sister passed away and my dad passed away. And I was suddenly faced with, with mortality. And it was, what am I going to do now? I don't want to be an economist. I'm not a good student. I don't, I've never been trained for anything. But the one thing that gave me bliss and value was music. So I started playing lounges and bars and meeting up with friends and learning to get better at what I do. And that led ultimately to, to a 40 plus year career. Well, that might even lead into the next question. I mean, uh, it sounds like follow your heart is kind of some good advice and follow, do what you love and you'll never be unhappy. Yeah. The, is that the next question? Well, the next question is what's the best piece of advice that you've ever personally been given? Yeah. That, that, that I've been given. Uh, that, that's don't, don't be afraid to try. Mm. You know, I, in, in the 70s, when I was, you know, uh, when I was trying to figure out where, where life was going and what I, I was, I was doing theater class, I was exploring musical directions and the rest of it. And, uh, and I, and a, uh, a choral director was his name. And he, he came up to me and, and, uh, and, I, and, and said, said, why, why don't you audition for Rainbow Stage? Oh. And, and, and I said, well, would you, do you do you think I? Do you think I could? He says, "Yeah, you know why? Why not do it?" And so I, I auditioned and I, and I, I got in and I, I had I had some minor leads for half a dozen productions in the late seventies, and uh, and and that encouragement from Peter was, and it was a, it was a very simple thing. It was yeah, you've, you've got a good voice. Go ahead. Why not? What's holding you back? You know, and, and often we are our own worst enemies when it comes to that. Try, you know, try, try not to be disconnected and, and, uh, and find some confidence and, and just try it. What have you got to lose ultimately? That's beautiful. Yeah, I've, I think I've done, you know, almost 30 of these segments and thir very many of the advices was don't be afraid to fail. Like, don't be yeah. afraid of falling yeah. down. It's the failures in life are what make you. It's not the successes. There's there's a book from the 60s, a psychology book called Courage to Create by Rollo May. And uh, and I remember reading that book in the in the early days. And that was very much a, uh, a, a bit of a touchstone there is. Yeah, the courage to create is all about vulnerability and, you know, try it and don't be afraid and and failure in life. It's just it just means you have to work a little harder and figure it out and maybe change directions. Yeah. But, but failure is not a negative word. What was the name? I think the audio cut out. What was, who's the name of the man that yeah. told you to go for rainy yeah. stage? Uh, Peter Buchan, B-U-C-H-A-N. Oh, cool. Peter cool. Buchan and his, I think his kids still live in Winnipeg. Awesome. Okay. Question yeah. six. Uh, what advice would you give your 10 year old self if you could talk to him right now? Hmm. Listen to your needs. 
listen to what you really need today. What, what, just listen to yourself, really, really listen to yourself. Was there, did you not like, did you kind of go against your own best interests? Or did you... I, yeah. Cause I, I was, uh, I, I was, I was, re- I was the middle, middle child of, of five kids and I was the doting child. I would always try and do things, you know, to make, to satisfy my parents, to satisfy, to, to take care of other people. Oh yeah. I mean, I can do this. I can do this. But often it would be to my own detriment. Mm. I hear you. So it's kind of like put yourself first. And then once you're taking care of, you can take care of others after that. Bingo. That's, yeah. that's the bottom line that all through, all through life, that's, that's a very fundamental and basic thing for everybody is you can't take care of anybody else if you don't take care of yourself. Beautiful. Last question. Thank you very much for doing this. It's been an absolute <laughs> honor and pleasure. Uh, what do you want to be remembered for? That's none of my business. Good answer. <laughs> I guess you can't control it, right? No, I, you, you can't. I, I had no idea where this would ultimately go. All I did was, was go along with it because I, I never had a plan. You know, that's, that's an odd thing perhaps to say, but I never really had a plan of where any of this would go. I, I, I felt a need I felt uh, a desire to follow a bliss. I felt uh, an encouragement to pursue music. Uh, and I, I, I learned and I, I did this and I talked to people. And, you know, I w- I'm a very experiential kind of person. I didn't study a lot. I think if I, if I talked to myself earlier, I would say, yeah, learn, <laughs> learn music a little better. You know, learn, learn to read that stuff, those notes on the, on the page. You know, I can do that, but it's, it's still labor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I... I, 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 I appreciate the person that I've, that I've become and, uh, and I, and the feedback that I've received certainly encourages me to continue. I know I said last question, but I just want to pick on one more thing. <laughs> just when it comes to being an artist, your legacy is kind of your art in a way. Are you, I mean, you above anyone should be happy with that answer is like my legacy is everything I've created but do you do you think about legacy as you're performing and as you're in the context of being an artist do you think about legacy in that way no no uh, it, it's not you know you 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 can't I I no I don't think about legacy I I, I do have a, a, a massive legacy after this this number of years uh, the, there's a, a videographer in Winnipeg, Aaron Floresco, who did a, uh, a documentary that, that is on the CBC Gem app called uh, the Take Good Care of Each Other, Fred Penner's Story. And when I look at it, it's really, that's, that's me, that's what I did. Um, it, it, it just keeps going on and, and I, I, don't, I don't think of it as legacy. I, I just think of it as project that the next thing to do the, the next thing to try and accomplish in a positive manner you know to to really love my wife to to be a, a good person you know the, those values just stay stay with me on a you know a, on a daily basis hopefully well 
it's a beautiful sentiment to end things with. <laughs> Thank you very much, uh, sincerely, yeah. for, for the conversation and for the years and years of entertainment <laughs> and for calming me down whenever my parents needed to zip me up and they'd put me in front of the TV and you would uh, calm me and my brother down. So thank you for that. That's, for that's very sweet, Nolan. Likewise. Uh, thank you. And have a great day and have a great tour. Uh, we'll see you March 8th in Winnipeg here, I believe. At the Excellent. Court. And uh, yeah, thanks again. Yeah, my my children will be on stage with me at that performance, by the way. So Very cool. Th th that'll be a new variation. Thank you. Take Thanks. care. Thanks, Mr. Penner. Cheers. Bye. Thank you again to Mr. Fred Penner for uh, talking to me today. This is a, something to definitely cross off the bucket list because he, I've been a huge fan of his ever since I was born, pretty much. Used to watch the show all the time. And uh, yeah, pretty, pretty cool to uh, get to talk to him. So thank you for his time. Thank you for listening um, and subscribing and sharing these episodes with people who you think would enjoy them. It, it, it means a lot. And um, it's great to hear all the positive uh, feedback from from people listening so if you enjoyed what you hear leave us a comment put a share on facebook or twitter or instagram or wherever you happen to uh find the link here because uh, it helps us out a lot thank you all music on the because and effect podcast has been produced and composed by trenton burton and you can hear his music at trentonburton.com special thank you to robert zirk for production assistance on most of the podcasts and to sunny and everyone at the winnipeg foundation for your help and support um promoting it because in effect is a podcast from the Winnipeg Foundation. You can follow us on social media by searching at WPGFDN on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, all the good socials. You can also follow me at Nolan Bicknell on Twitter and Instagram as well. And uh, that's all for this week. We're going to see you next Tuesday. New episodes come out every single Tuesday, same time, same place. And remember, it's easier to build strong children than to repair broken adults. Bye-bye.